Hello, hello, hello. These are your hosts, Satith and Tapin, and this is Cold Blue Money. We talk about money because your friends and family won't. Hi, Satith. How are you doing? Good, yeah. Uh, you can speak this intro in your sleep now, I guess. Like when yes. someone wakes you up at 4 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, see, we have Chalo. And then I'm like, hello, yeah. hello. Oh, yeah, just go. Uh, do you watch that? Uh, the internet said so. The show. The internet said so. There's a podcast called... The internet said so. No. The internet said so. No. Yeah, yeah. Tess, it's called Tess. So in that also, so that guy Varun Thakur, he has an intro. That welcome to the internet said so, where we talk about facts, random internet facts, stories, and some shit like that. And it's a long, like a good fifteen second intro. Okay. And he speaks so fast, like randomly, like really fast. So I think it's same for Cold Brew Money. Nice. Yeah. Also, I, today I found out that uh, did you know thumbs up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you saw the tweet? I did not know it was thumbs up, not thumbs up. Like it yeah. does not have a B. I had no idea. Yeah, insane, right? Yeah, and I read about it. Like they dropped the B because they thought uh, the name would become too generic, so they won't wouldn't be able to patent it or some shit like that. Oh, okay. So they dropped that. You know, like it's just easier to say. Thumbs up, compared thumbs to up? thumbs up. Or But like, everyone says thumbs up. No one says thumbs up. Graphic. The demographic is, you know, like they. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess I don't know. I don't know why they made that decision, but either way works. So I was reading. So there's this uh, newsletter, a very good newsletter. If you guys want to subscribe, it's called Simple Nations. Mm. So they make um, complex business stories simple, and they explain it. So today's newsletter was about um, the history of cola. Okay. In general, in India, so it starts from 1950s, where Parley was competing with Coca-Cola, and then Coca-Cola was banned for a bit, and Then Parley came up with thumbs up and all that stuff, so it's very interesting. And really? in 19, yeah, yeah, and in 1995, around that time, Coca-Cola literally, um, what do you call? Uh, they negotiated with uh, Parley, saying that we will sell Coke for an entire year for free in India if you don't budge. And then Parley had to sell out uh, Limca, not Limca. I forgot Citra, some something like Citra, and then Fanta, and then one more to Coke. Oh, interesting! It, it, it's an interesting newsletter. I shared it. I shared it on my Twitter as well. Hmm. It was very interesting. Do you know about um, um, business wars? Yeah, love it. Love the podcast. It's similar to that, right? I don't know if there's an Indian version for business wars because I'm sure there are good stories to tell. It's a good podcast idea, Ateep. Right? Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, even those threads, you know, Palak. Uh, Zatakia, he makes those yeah. threads on Twitter where he tells about like those old Indian companies that are still existing. Like there were so many companies which I had no idea had such a big history. Right. And uh, like Nirma, for example. So those those things were very interesting. Like India's business and economy and how it was set up. Hmm. We could do that. Like we could do one of the you know like. Every month, one episode where we talk about legacy Indian business and how they've evolved and the competitors and like could mm. that would be interesting, right? I I would find it interesting. We'll have to research though, but I think it's a good idea. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Well, let us know if you want to, you know, do something similar like um, with uh, do some research about legacy Indian companies which have been around for. I didn't know about like the the war between. um parley and 
Coke. Coke, right? Yeah. I'm sure yeah, there def- are more, more stories like these. Yeah, definitely. Let us know. Um, but uh, we can get started with today's episode. Uh, today we are discussing macro indicators. Yeah. uh we did we did an episode about macro indicators like few few episodes back if you if you scroll down the the list um basically these are some indicators that i like to uh keep track of uh to see where the economy is and how you know where things are headed basically like it's like uh checking you know your vital signs even if nothing is wrong you should go to the doctor like once or twice a year right to just to do a regular checkup uh, see how things are even though there are no huge symptoms or you don't have any fever or anything you just go and see if everything is normal right so the, this is similar uh, uh, but for economy yep uh, but 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 before we get started as always if you like cold brew money please hit the subscribe button leave us a review on apple podcast it helps us a lot and also reach out to us like through twitter instagram if you want to hear about a topic um it will guide us to see like who is interested in what kind of a talk topic and like what kind of listeners do we have so that helps us a lot as well yeah so one of the uh, uh, the biggest macro indicators is the gdp right and if you so we won't cover like the details of what these indicators are like we we might give like one liner of what these indicators are but if you are interested in like learning more about it uh we've we've talked in great length about that in the previous episode where we covered it's episode uh, it's episode 28 if you guys want to go check it out yeah uh where we talk like what gdp is and what other indicators are in detail but uh, gdp is basically like you know uh you could say gross domestic product basically uh you could think of it as a very high level as the income of the country as a whole right uh the productivity how do you measure how a productive a country is you can look at the gdp basically so right um and i wanted to do this like i wanted to see how things have changed now that we are hopefully on the tail end of the pandemic right it's starting to uh things are going back to normal uh, and i wanted to see how it was last uh summer you know like um around like the, just after the first quarter of 2020 like when things really hit the fan right like uh it, things were really bad and how it has changed uh today so i just wanted to mm-hmm. see the contrast right so let's do this like gdp uh in in the first quarter of 2020 uh shrank by 5% Yeah. The GDP of US? Yes, US. Okay. Yeah, we will cover US. Uh, okay. All of these numbers are for US. Um and so the GDP was minus 5%, uh shrank by 5% last year in the first quarter. This year it grew by 4.3%. Okay. And the average growth rate of uh US GDP is around 2 to and between 2 and 3%. So yeah. it is But is GDP measured against the previous quarter? Yes. So okay. it is previ- uh, measured against previous quarter and then annualized. So it's it's a little complicated. Um and if you go to, uh, if you see like the second quarter or the third quarter uh GDP of last year, it was like like minus 32% or something like that because mm-hmm. it was annualized, right? So Right. Okay. Um, but yeah, like it uh, usually grows between 2 to 3% uh and it's right now growing at around 4%. So yeah, um uh, it it is going in the right direction. Uh the next indicator is uh, unemployment rate right mm-hmm. and after the pandemic the unemployment rate was 13% okay 
Okay. To give you a historic context, uh, US has been around averaging around four percent for the last decade. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it was insane. It was like uh, three times of what yeah. it was. Um, and this quarter, it is six percent. So it has is, uh, more people are employed. Employed today. now. Now than it was last year for so. Yeah. Again, so more money, more money to purchase goods and commodities and NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> and NFTs, more importantly, yes. <laughs> Did you see the? Uh, do you know the crazy girlfriend meme? Yeah, yeah. It, yeah the girl with the huge eyes and. Yeah, yeah. The NFT got sold. Like the first video NFT. Really? Yeah, yeah. It got sold for some oh. crazy amount again. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> I was reading it this morning only. That's crazy. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, so the average is around four percent, and right now we're at six percent. So it is above uh, average, but again, going in the right direction, going down every quarter since last year. So that's great. Uh, inflation. Inflation was almost zero percent last year, like the first quarter of the last year at least, uh, and it is averaging between two to three percent, and right now it is around three percent. So yeah, it's again. Uh, in in, in the, the right direction. In the right direction. Yeah. Uh, world PMI, right? Purchasing Managers Index. I think it is. Uh, that's the full form. Uh, mm-hmm. Basically, how much uh, the manufacturing of the world, like uh, how much the, these manufacturers are purchasing. That means the higher the number, the better um, the outlook of the economy. Like people are purchasing. They've not. They're. They've not. You know, stopped their factories. Basically. Mm-hmm. So uh, the average is around fifty-two. um last year it was 36 so it fell i think it was like the lowest in like 20 years or something like that people just stopped uh, purchasing right because they didn't know what's going to happen like they didn't want to okay. talk uh so it, it dipped to 36 right now it is 53 so it is a little okay. above average again very healthy uh us uh, pmi right just in us uh, the average are around 57 And it mm-hmm. dipped to 37 again. I think it was like the lowest in 20 years, and right now it is 64. So it is like above, way above average, which is yeah. again very healthy. So uh, essentially, it's recovering from the low. Yes, it is recovering from the low, and it is even you know performing better than than the average. Uh, okay. Right, and the PE ratio, right? Uh, PE mm-hmm. ratio basically it shows how value, uh, how what is the valuation of the market. Right, higher PE ratio means it is expensive. Lower PE ratio means it is cheaper. Right? Okay. Um, average for the U.S. market is about sixteen point seven five PE of sixteen point seven five. In June of twenty twenty, it was around twenty eight point one five. Okay. Okay. Uh, and right now it is thirty six. So it is like way above average. It was above average last year also, but uh, it is it is uh, above much above than what it was last year. So the market and I think everyone knows <laughs> the market has been performing insanely well. So yeah, the PE ratio goes. Uh, so I was reading about this. So when the PE ratio of the market is really high, yeah, right. And if you find stocks that are below the market's uh, PE ratio, is that a good indicator? Right. Does it not matter? Um, it depends what your investment philosophy is. Um, mm-hmm. but PE is sometimes abused quite a bit. Um, by a lot of like on the internet to make to prove a point. You know, like uh, low PE necessarily does not mean 
that it's a cheaper it's a good investment like it's cheap the stock is cheap and high pe does not mean it is expensive right you have to look at the quality of the company and then compare that with the the pe so got it so it could be one of the metrics in your valuation yes it should be one of the metric yes just it should not be the only one uh because if you look at like amazon pe they didn't have pe for 20 years because they were not making profits right <laughs> profits, so yeah. you would have sent on cash not investing in amazon but if you look at the company and the things that they are doing it was so innovative right so yeah it, it should be used at as one of the you know metrics so yeah like uh, but if you club all the all the 500 companies together right like in the us that are 500 it is uh, on the you know higher end of the spectrum of pe so okay. you start with a high pe uh, there are very low chances that you'll have like huge amounts of returns right so okay Uh, if you started with a pe of 16 there are high chances you will have higher returns compared to if you start with 36 so that's, that's the idea yeah um market by gdp that's like the buffett indicator right um mm-hmm. which the best single measure <laughs> yeah um it's it's debatable like how well it holds in the new you know this this uh, financial market but yeah i think it's a, it's still uh, it makes sense right like the the whole market Uh, of the country divided by its gdp like the income of the country right um so it it uh, it was around 141 um in last year which is again significantly overvalued at the time now it is 196 it is like the highest it has ever been right so the market is much higher compared to like the productivity of the country but the problem here is like the limitation i would say not the problem but the limitation is how do you measure gdp right it's so difficult to measure gdp for intangible goods like software right like and the software companies are the ones which have been performing really well so really are the software companies doing good i had no idea yeah. <laughs> look at <laughs> yeah so um that that's the that's the limitation for this indicator um and then uh, yield curve i think the yield curve is basically um subtracting 10 year yield by 3 month yield right so that basically it has been a very good indicator for predicting recessions it has predicted like uh quite a bit like most of the like 90% of the recessions over the last like 50 60 years right so whenever it inverts right whenever the 3 month yield is giving you more interest compared to like a 10 year yield that means that the outlook the people think that the you know economy won't be great in 10 years it is so better good now yeah it is good now compared to what it will be in 10 years so that means there is some recession coming so it it was positive the yield curve was positive in uh, last year and it is positive this year too so that that's that's also a good sign um basically uh, to if we had to summarize all of this right like the thing things are going back to normal uh, you know everything uh, in the economy is moving in the right direction um but the markets are overvalued and it it is more overvalued than it was previous years right which you know yeah like that that means that you should uh be careful investing where you're investing because the markets are pretty expensive mm. even though okay. like the underlying underlying um conditions are improving the market has factored in all of these 
that was really helpful atit so those were the macro indicators and now we will discuss uh, my march expense audit so if you guys don't know what i'm talking about in episode 36 we did an audit like i did an audit about my expenses for one week uh, but we thought the data was like very small so i wanted to see how much i'm spending for the month and see where i'm spending a lot compared uh, to what i'm thinking i'm not spending on right like unless you see those numbers you don't realize where you're spending so march was crazy and i spent a lot which i have learned a few lessons so we will be discussing that but right after this break Cool. Uh, yeah, let's get started. So I did the audit for the entire month of March. So if you guys remember from my February, the first no, sorry, the first week of March audit, right? That we did in episode thirty-six. I was spending around um, close to four hundred. No, not four hundred. About six hundred uh, pounds per month. Okay. Um, like that was my weekly for the first week. I thought I'll be spending around. For the first week, I spent around six hundred, so my estimates were around twenty, twenty four hundred. Okay. But as I'm saying that, right? Yeah. So okay. Anyway, cool. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll get started. So uh, I'll just go by categories. I've divided them into major categories. Hmm. So the first one being groceries, obviously. Yeah. I thought this will be my biggest expenditure, uh, but the groceries for the month came about one hundred and eighty pounds. Oh, not bad. Yeah, which is not bad, but but then I have a separate category for eating out. Yeah. Which Ordering what you were trying to reduce if I remember correctly. Yes, so this was this was this is what I was trying to reduce. It comes to about 270 pounds. Okay. So, more grocery, less groceries and more on eating out. So, I'm ordering a lot more food at home. Mhm. Which is funny because this month I also hired a cook. Okay. To make weekly meals for me, so I started paying the cook as well. So I spent about sixty pounds on paying the cook every week. So it for for the month. No, no, no. So for the month, for the month. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's good, so right? that's not super expensive. Yeah, the cook is not expensive. But to- but yeah, I get to eat what I want. But at the same time, I'm spending a lot more on eating out as well. So it's yeah. Like, I'm surprised. Why is that? Like. Uh <laughs> those are the weekends I think I'm spending the majority so I was going through the dates as well when I'm spending mm-hmm. and most of the expenditures are like over the weekends when I'm just like on Fridays I order a huge meal and then Saturday I order breakfast I even fucking order sandwiches like at home which right. are which I can make easily at home so that's crazy mm-hmm. um anyway the next big expenditure was Amazon which okay. was 104 pounds by books books and miscellaneous so this was again a lesson learned like i don't remember what i ordered from amazon that it made it 100 pounds because i ordered two books which were like around 30 pounds i guess and then i don't remember the remaining 70 pounds mm. uh, and you pay for the membership monthly or I, but that's part of my fixed expense this are like my monthly expense right so i i order a lot of stuff from amazon like my regular toothpaste as well like i would rather order from amazon that go downstairs <laughs> wow okay <laughs> but i think it's that's fine like it's cheaper right 
<laughs> on Amazon again. <laughs> See, that's the issue. I have no idea if it's cheaper, right? Like, if you compare, so that's my issue at this point. I'm so much into Amazon. I don't check rates like mm-hmm. in other places and all that stuff. Right. right. So it's yeah. Which is fine. I mean, you know, like if it's a trivial expense, you know, uh, such as like buying a toothpaste or something small. uh it's you might be better off just making that decision on the spot rather than spending another 2 3 minutes looking at different websites or maybe mm. another 15 minutes going down and checking your local store so, you know like the dollar amount that you'll be saving is like few few dollars or few pennies even right so which is yeah. which is not mm. you know like if you compare it with the time that you're spending time and energy it's not worth it if it, uh, that's what i do like if it, any decision uh, any decision that is like less than 100 dollars i check what is the opportunity cost for like, uh, you know looking for an alternate cheaper alternative if it is too high I, i just go for it like fine the dollar amount that i'll be saving will be few you know like very small but if it is like a major purchase like a phone or something then you might want to shop around a bit like buying a house you can't you can't do that <laughs> just like that's like tens of maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars so that's fair that's fair yeah so amazon okay i'll go to the lessons learned later but yeah so amazon was 104 pounds then uber rides 16 pounds 17 pounds around that 16.60 so that's fine yeah i went uh, to meet a friend over the weekend so i think that's uh, one of the expenses mm-hmm. then fuel meal replacement so i started uh, Huel drinking Huel, which is oh wait I have oh, wow, okay. <laughs> is that like a, so like so a, it's like a protein it's kind of a protein shake but it's like a full meal so you get uh, carbs fats proteins everything oh, my multivitamins like in one meal so it's like you scoop the powder add water or milk whatever you shake it and drink it um, I tried one. Um, Tried the chocolate flavor. It it lasts like my appetite is comparatively low, so it lasted a good five six hours. I wasn't hungry, so I can like skip my lunch if I don't have lunch for a day, and I can get that. Hmm. Yeah, okay. and it it was forty pounds, and uh, it has eighty meals, so it comes to two pounds per meal, something like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. It's 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 nice, but um, just experimenting with it for now, right? Yeah, like I'm not replacing my food completely, but just when I'm bored and I want to, like I don't I don't want to cook, which I'm not cooking anymore, but still. Right? Are these like FDA approved or? Or... Yeah, yeah, it's it's FDA approved, and so one of my friends he has been drinking for a while, and then I saw it in uh, what Ali Abdal's video as well. He drinks it, so it's in US, UK, a bunch of markets. Okay. Like I'm not experimenting, experimenting. <laughs> okay, so there's good enough people behind it. Yeah, yeah. Um, the next one was shopping. I spent hundred and five pounds on shopping clothes, and this this is like a one-off expense. I don't shop every month. It's like now yeah. I sh- yeah I have to buy some home clothes and hoodies and stuff. So I bought it, and then I don't think so I'll shop again for another next three four months or something like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Then the next one was uh, medicine and general multivitamins. I have those multivitamins tablets and all that stuff. So that's about 30 pounds. So in total uh for the month I spent 804 pounds. Okay. Like 
the eating out groceries amazon uber cooking shopping all right since everything 804 and then my fixed expense which is like the heat electricity rent ga- gas like amazon prime delivery all those things apple subscriptions and all that that comes to 1621 okay and the mo- main main would be the rent out of that right yeah so the out of 1621 1400 is my rent oh okay it's almost 90% is right yeah yeah so the total for the month adding that 804 it comes to 2425 pounds hmm. okay which is surprising because i i was expecting not surprising so now like i realized in the first week itself i had spent around 600 Mm. So this number is fine, but in my head, I was spending close to two two thousand pounds per month. Right. right. This is four hundred more than that. Yeah. Um, some lessons learned. I'm spending a lot on eating out, mm. which I need to reduce. Second, Amazon. I need to be more mindful. I think that lesson, you know, someone said like when you're planning to buy something, sit on it for two days yeah. and then buy it. that plus your point of like if it's a dollar like a toothpaste that i'm buying which is not like a big thing then yeah. might as well just order it from it's fine yeah uh and then the third i want to bring down my fixed expense 1600 it's a huge expense so i just want to bring yeah. it down and i think the biggest chunk is rent so yeah need to work on it yeah, but having That, yeah, that. having said that, like these are the expenses after I've invested. So I invest around thirty-five percent of my income every month. Okay. So after that, this this is like my expenses. Right. But I still want to reduce it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. This this is good. At least you know where your money is going. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I want to right. see. I I'll continue doing this for the April month as well. I I don't think so. We'll cover it in this much detail, but I'll just say like yeah, it might I'll be part of a rant or something. So you want to get to two thousand, right? That's your that's your yeah. Uh, but right now, like given that the rent itself is like fourteen hundred, hmm. getting down the remaining expenses to six hundred, it might be difficult. But I can give it a try. Hmm. So, yeah, it looks like that. Like I mean. You, I didn't see any extravagant expenses in any of the categories, right? Like, like hundred dollars, a hundred dollars is like hundred pounds is understandable. Like that happens. Like uh, your fixed cost, uh, other than the rent, is two hundred, which is also like very, very average. Like it's not nothing outside outlier, right? Like that. Um, yeah. And the average. crazy part is, let me check one thing real quick. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, so here they have a thing called uh, council tax. Hmm. Council tax is um, like New York City tax. Essentially, you live in a council and you have to pay the council. So per month, that comes to about one twenty pounds itself on top of my rent. So that that brings it to like my rent and council tax itself is like fifteen twenty. Oh, I see. So you didn't include that in this. No, one. no, no, it was included. It was included in my fixed year. Oh, so your fixed essentially is like like hundred and twenty or something like that. Yeah, it's so like subscription and all of that. Yeah, all my gas utilities have the cheapest. Uh, okay. Yeah, one thing like I I spend on uh, Deliveroo Plus, which is like the equivalent of Grubhub Plus, yeah. which I don't know if I really need. Right. 
if i i if i stop paying that i might stop uh, using because a lot of time i observed that if the del- if i was getting a delivery charge i was not ordering i was might as well cook it you know yeah but because i don't get the delivery charge because i pay for the subscription i'm i'm ordering a lot more yeah but even if you let's say you go to zero when you're ordering out right that is like you'll save 200 right it is still Yeah, your eating out was two hundred, if I remember correctly. Two seventy. Yeah. So let's say three hundred dollars, right? Yeah. It is still you're giving up a lot compared to what you're getting in return, right? Like it's you yeah. might be able to cut it in half. I don't think you'll go to zero. Like yeah, yeah. There, there are times when you are just you just lack motivation or you just need that yeah. food, you know, to help you. So yeah, let's see, let's see. I, I'll test it. I, I'll check. And this is a good exercise if you guys want to do it as well. It like puts a lot of things into perspective. Because honestly, I was like, I I'm just spending two thousand pounds per month. Like I'm not spending a lot more. Yeah, it's been a so while a since I did one of these. Uh, yeah. I used to do it like all the time. I became obsessed with it. Then I, you know, a little I got a little lazy. Uh, but I should start. You built an Arduino board to display how much money was left. Raspberry Pi. So yeah, Raspberry Pi. So I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, the, I think it was uh, it was you know too much. I felt like I was obsessing about it almost. Yeah. Compulsive, comes uh, compulsively. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, let's see. I'll, I'll test it out in April. It's a good exercise. I want to see if I can reduce it. It helps a lot in. Um, uh being mindful of where you're spending your money so that's good okay so that was it for this episode we discussed macro indicators and then my march expense audit uh if you guys want to uh if you guys want to hear more about uh, macro indicators we are planning to do it on a quarterly basis so we did it last in january i think and now in april so if you guys enjoyed please let us know you can reach out to us on twitter on instagram it's cold brew money and then you can also check our website called coldbrew.money where uh, we have a great list of resources and blog articles and then some tools are coming soon as well we are working on those so go check it out but for now these were your host atidan tapan and this was cold brew money